Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. What's up, everybody? Hey, welcome to the Wicked Anime Podcast. It's been a long time since you've heard all of our voices, so you might not remember who you are, who we are. I am your stupid awesome analyst, John Starr, and with me is the hard man with hard opinions, Andrew AFLM. Hello. Our king baby duck, Evan. Good need to one my bastards and wenches. Security guy, Greg, who's on the phone. Security Hi. Guy. Sorry, my family member called me and I need to assist them, but I am still here. Oh, that was the buzzing that I heard. Okay. Yes. And Elite Four Derek. Hi. <laughs> so we decided that we wanted to do a recording because we hadn't seen each other's faces in a long time. We legitimately all haven't gotten together like this since. And Greg's walking away. He's he's gone. He's, <laughs> he's gone. He's walking away. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Look, we if your family member isn't dying, he can wait. All right. <laughs> um, we have not been together. <laughs> like this uh with each other since the end of our last recording so this, we just want to make this a point that this is not the wikis <laughs> yeah we've actually talked about this on our uh, little chat thing but we decided since i was the one who watched all the anime and the other guys didn't there'd be no really good way of doing the wikis we got yeah, we got I'm- I haven't watched anime legitimately in about two years, unless it's a Gretzko, which we'll talk about probably because I watched that this year. Um, and it got announced for a fourth season. Yeah, thank God. There's plenty, 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 plenty to talk about, though, because, well, one, we want to catch up with each other. And that's that's one important aspect of this. But uh, I, also there's there's a ton of really awesome stuff that's happened this year that well we think is awesome hopefully you'll think it's awesome too but yes. maybe it's just awesome that you're hearing our voices and in which case you know who cares what we talk about look i don't know what i don't know what's going on out there in the world today but i had a great year i'm just saying <laughs> i'm just saying yeah. like my year was awesome so as much as a shit show the outside everybody, world was everyone's like oh was good everybody's like oh 2020 is so bad this year's like ah, stop complaining what are you like what are you five uh. <laughs> go to bed it's 9 30 <laughs> <laughs> so there have been plenty of movies video games tv shows all that kind of stuff that we want to that we want to talk about um and and we also got some cool stuff for christmas too i bet and hanukkah if you did anybody sing hanukkah I, I got hanukkah gifts but uh my roommate did but um not me cool 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 um the first thing that i want to bring up is we talked about it a little bit before the show but i got this 
this little emulator Game Boy thing. I don't know if people have seen these online before being advertised, but they're they look like Game Boys and they have 400 emulator ports on them and they play so seamlessly on on here it, it's it it's like it weighs less than a pound maybe and less than come, a half a pound and they come from the same place as coronavirus <laughs> probably <laughs> and i found out when i showed everybody that derek has one too yes mine is 500 actually i just figured that out that's 500 games yeah well, well jonathan, probably... jonathan's technically only has like 350 games yeah i, I get like the last 50 <laughs> repeat games but... they're just the same games <laughs> Yeah, Your I'm wife is sure a cheapskate for not going for the 500. <laughs> I don't know if I love the translation errors more or oh, just yeah. extremely corny music. My my favorite game bag. So they're all NES games, by the oh, way. I'm, I'm pointing at the camera. Like people. What's that? And the fact that there are duplicates. Yeah, yep. They're, yeah. Um, but like they're all NES games from back in the day. And like my favorite game that reminds me of home was was kicky mouse like that was that was my favorite one also challenge which is challenge without the e on the end of it <laughs> um oh mortal kombat 4 was one of my favorites to look at because i started playing mortal kombat 4 for the nes and uh and it turns out that there is a roster of uh looks like 32 characters on it for the game boy or for, for the NES. But, and but there's like repeated roster characters. Yeah. Yes. All eight of the original characters are repeating over and over again. And no, when you those select the original. Yeah. Yeah. The Cop, Dude, well, Cop Dude wasn't in the first one. Yeah. They oh, were, yeah. You're right. They're from, so they're a from lot of, three. Those are all Mortal Kombat 3 characters. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. You're right. Well, anyway. Ah. So if you pick one. Let you, so I'm going to I'm going to be Liu Kang. So I'm going to I'm going to pick Liu Kang. Right. And then it asked me to pick my pick. opponent. And I'll pick Nightwolf. Uh, Nightwolf is the first character. So I'm going to pick Nightwolf. And it says that Nightwolf is who I'm fighting on the top here. But I'm fighting Shao Kahn, the final boss in the game. And he's murdering me. Every Um, single character is Shao Kahn. Every single character that you play is Shao Kahn. Yeah. So So it's a Mortal Kombat for those who want to skip to the end and don't want to deal with the other 12 fighters beforehand. Arguably yeah, in, the least the least fun part of Mortal Kombat in NES graphics because Mortal Kombat three was never actually ported. Well, no, so any uh, Mortal Kombat three was ported to the Game Boy, but I think that was probably the Game Boy Advanced. Maybe there was a Game Boy Color version. There had no, no, to no Game, Game Boy, Boy Color, Color. It was Game Boy Color because this and, is way before the Game Boy Advance. So. Yeah, so that so that's so that's kind of what it is. Basically, Mortal Kombat three, but they just kind of fudged the roster and yeah. and reported the game to just fight Shao Kahn, which is hilarious. And my other favorite game on here too is, of course, Super Mario Brothers fourteen, which <laughs> it just when, says Mario fourteen. It says Mario fourteen, but Mario Super Mario Brothers three is also on here too, though, which is pretty good. But Mario fourteen, I didn't know if you knew this, but uh, Mario is now a ninja. And uh, can do wall jumps and stuff like that. And I found out it's a, it's a port of a of a different, a completely different game, almost in the same way that they did Super Mario Brothers two. Yeah. Um, but this Mario fourteen is a port of a different game, and and they just superimposed Mario's face over a ninja. <laughs> Look at that. Now that, that that's making me think. Like, have they ever had like a, a Mario game where he is a ninja or a shinobi or something like that? Even if it's just like a costume. I don't think so. Yeah, well, yeah, Mario 14. It's legit. Yeah. You know? 
it's but this thing is super fun it is so much fun because like the ports are like perfect you know yeah. i actually do have mario brothers one on here i have contra i got tetris 2 um and like it, it they all work perfectly so i'm actually really happy with it i, I have it in my pocket mario, at all times mario gets a little complicated go though because they reverse the b and the a buttons that's so true I keep forgetting <laughs> each time and i just keep like running headlong into goombas <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's true that's true to be fair that's what happens to me whenever i switch between playing a game on the switch on the and then on the xbox one because all their buttons are, are all reversed too so it takes me a bit for me to really <laughs> readjust myself <laughs> yeah uh, but... oh i got harry potter you do <laughs> where what what number just out of curiosity what number let's see if i oh, have shoot, it, it in... yeah, let's see 337. Okay. Was that like a disco version of the theme song? I got Fist of the North Star. Oh, man. It's like, it's legitimately Fist of the North Star. Look. Nice. Forget Is this like a game you have? Yeah. Yeah, they, okay. they both they both have rip off Game Boy emulators. Whoa! And and actually, they're not they're not just Game Boy; they're Nintendo. Mm. So it's it's all Game Boy games and Nintendo games. This is oh. legit. The guys actually like break in half and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, I think explode. I think I have that for my because I have every single emulator on my computer. I actually just recently got a playstation 3 emulator on my computer which really absolutely yeah so so there's a so there's a new emulator called rpcs 3 and it it's basically the ps3 engine because i have the i have the psp emulator on my computer and uh and it's, it's in a similar way you can run the ps3 emulator but this one's only an alpha so the ps3 emulator is right now really unstable like it freezes all the time you can it's basically unplayable at the moment but it's been out for two years mm. so unfortunately I'm, I'm still waiting for it to be good but i got it running on my computer and i can run playstation 3 games for at least 15 minutes before they crash uh so i've been trying to play white knight chronicles because my playstation 3 is broken it's been broken for at least two years now which I, is really upsetting because i really i found out it was broken when i want to play white knight chronicles again so I got White Knight Chronicles on my computer, and I can run it through the character customization. But then after I get into the actual gameplay of it, it crashes entirely. So do you like, have to quickly save? No, I can't even quickly save because it doesn't even load. Like, uh, it, it doesn't go past the character creation. After you, after you create your character, game is busted. So, But what you can do is, is you can get a thumb drive, uh, put it onto your PS3, and take the save files off of your PlayStation 3 and and put the and insert them to your computer and just run the save files on the emulator so you can load your save files onto this onto this emulator and load your games in that just sounds like a lot of work it's it's really not it's you're you're literally just copying files over to your to your computer fair enough i actually used to do that with fan subs i used to be able to load up my the fan subs i used to download and yeah. onto the playstation 3 and watch them that way i actually watched b got the hk that way you know your favorite oh, wow. anime, Andrew. Yeah, it's a good anime to steal. 
Though, <laughs> <laughs> no, granted, all anime is good to steal now. What I a different attitude move. that we had from like five years ago when Wicked Anime. He's like, just steal everything. Who <laughs> I just love the seriousness in Andrew's face when he said that, and I would. Oh, it's because it. I'm also drawing. Like I, I forgot. I, I often forget that my camera is on, and I'm just working while we're doing this podcast because, you know, I'm a I'm a comic book artist now. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> page two hundred twenty-seven is what I'm Ooh. working on. Here, I'll I'll I'll, I'll bring the camera. Down. Wondering, uh, Harry Potter was literally just Tetris. Oh, <laughs> with, a, with a picture of a wizard. Can you? I I want to hear this. I wonder if if your if your Harry Potter was. um, I have a game on here just called Falling Blocks, (laughs) 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 and it's it's kind of like Tetris, but the blocks can be any shape or size. So like it's not it's not shapes of five. Yeah, at the beginning of mine, it gave me an option of three different sets of bricks to use, like original ones, then ones that were more like broken up. Wizard block, <laughs> Hufflepuff, Gryffindor, and yeah. Slytherin. Literally, no mention of anything Harry Potter aside from the fact that there was a picture of a wizard next to the playing <laughs> area. <laughs> wait, wait, uh, Evan, what about uh, Ravenclaw? What happened to that? Yeah. Which is weird because I am considered Ravenclaw in Harry Potter lore. Same, Same. they've actually forgot that. Yeah, I think it's the coolest house, man. Oh, it's it me. It's the um, it's the academics, the ones who are actually going to be good at magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, in in an attempt to not talk about Harry Potter lore, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Uh, what what should we what should we move on to? Seeing that we don't want to turn this show into our cheap knockoff Game Boy show, I guess. Oh, oh <laughs> I, I know, I know. We could, we could talk about all 400 games that we get to emulate on those. But you know. Yeah, and then and then uh, Derek can cover the last five, or yep. the, the last hundred. Um, yes. <laughs> no, no, we, we, should play, we should play the game What Did Greg Have for Lunch? Oh, I love that game. Let's go. All right, I'll give you, if, if, we're, if you guys are down, I'll tell you where we, I went. Okay. Uh, no, first we have to. We have to. It's I'm guessing be it's Chili's. Yeah, I'm guessing uh, Chili's too. No, well, I did not go there. Okay, so then li- there's now the world is is literally open to hundreds is of it restaurants. Papagino's. <laughs> no, it is not a chain restaurant. It is a local restaurant in Quincy. I'll give you that one. I know jack shit about this, so I give. Oh, I, I'm 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 almost positive you have told me the name of where you wherever you've been. Yeah, so I went with my grandmother today. So I don't, well, I don't know how that would help you guys. I thought maybe I mentioned it in the past. Okay, so we're looking for geriatric food. It's not geriatric <laughs> food. <laughs> Did you well, have is a brown rice and, and buttered potatoes? <laughs> no. With tapioca pudding. And a cool glass of prune juice. <laughs> Uh, oh and God. then Grandma went for a nap afterwards. Well, we have to we have to think about where because like literally anywhere in Quincy is open because like the size of Greg plus with an old lady, <laughs> there's zero chance of them getting stabbed anywhere. So, <laughs> so they can go anywhere. So, all right. Uh, let me. So I'm gonna narrow the scope down. It's by the Four River Bridge. Did you go to the fours? No. Good guess oh, okay. though. It's kind of like the fours, though. The five. It's like, 
<laughs> yeah, the five. The, no. Go fish, Evan. Go fish. <laughs> it's so it's like that restaurant is very close to the Four River Bridge. If you guys know that area where like the U.S. Salem is. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, oh, so did you go to that lobster restaurant? Uh, no, that's a, it's a little further. How do I say this? It's not across the bridge, but it's like back, like down the main strip. Dairy Queen is. And if you go down, the restaurant's like just another minute or so drive. I'm, I'm it's like it's right there. I know you guys I know, know, I know exactly what the area is, but I have yeah. not. I have no clue as to what. It's not Pizza Hut anymore. Yeah. Oh, I miss <laughs> Pizza Hut so bad. Do it was you? the only one that Pizza we had. Hut is just the worst. <laughs> no, there's no pizza. It's it's nostalgia because I went there all the time as a kid. All right, what's the restaurant? All right, Coop's Bar and Grill. No, nah, I've been to Coop's. Coops is so good, dude. I love like and oh, oh, oh I was oh. about to tell you what I had, but that's the game. <laughs> oh, wait a minute! It's Wednesday. Did they have the prime rib? I don't know, but I didn't get the prime rib. Okay, man. The, oh man, their 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 menu is like incredible. Yeah, um, the chicken. It, it's very good. <laughs> I did not have the chicken. By the way, what's like? Who do I have to give a prize out if somebody guesses this or like? How are we doing this? Hell no. No, we no. just have to listen to your belly gurgle. <laughs> that was a story that wasn't recorded, Andrew. So. Yes, I, I know, I know it wasn't, but and, and, I wasn't and, here for that and, story. and probably will never hear the reference to it because I don't want to embarrass whoever that was. <laughs> yeah, well, I wouldn't embarrass them. Important. I just didn't. I don't want to like tell their story. Mm-hmm. Was it about uh, me? Like, because my belly like gurgles a lot. Even no, Greg, I told you the story last night. Remember when we were playing Siege? Me and I was I, telling Will. Yep, 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 yep. About yep. it. Mm-hmm. It's Solarian Sun related. Oh, okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> Belly gurgling and and <laughs> such and fur affinity. Fair yeah. enough. Mm-hmm. All um, right. So keep guessing what I had today. It's it's a common food item like fish, chicken. No, no. Just get it, it, was, it was cow related. Depression pills. A burger. Uh, it was. Yeah, it was a burger mixed with depression pills. Yeah. <laughs> you said common food today, so you know most people would just like That's eat that for, like eat for eat that cereal like <laughs> mm, depression pills with a bowl of milk. Yeah, exactly. mixed um, with your all brand. It was not a burger, uh, Derek. You were close. So was what? it steak tips? It was steak tips. Now, what do I have for my two sides? Mashed uh, potatoes. No nope. more steak tips. Double side order of fries. One of them was an order of fries. Was, they were sweet potato. Fries. The other one was I, the other one was. Oh, you said sweet potatoes. Sweet, sweet potato, potato fries. fries. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, the beans. other one is either broccoli or asparagus. No, no I wish they had asparagus. Oh, dang it! Oh, I love asparagus. I, that, every time I go out to lunch with you, that's oh, yeah. what you get: it's broccoli or asparagus. Well, because they serve that at Chili's, but not yeah. at Coops. <laughs> what other vegetable might I like? Yeah, Evan wins. No, it sounds like all of us get to listen to your belly gurgle. (laughs) (laughs) We all we all contributed, like in a way that was correct. That is correct. (laughs) Lay yourself down, Greg. Here we go. That's what the listeners want to Interestingly hear. Interestingly enough, you wake up and now your stomach sounds like Jonathan Davis. You That is oddly specific, Evan. Have you done this before? <laughs> I actually have. I was known in high school to do a really good impersonation of Jonathan Davis from Corn. 
And all I would do was that, but everyone knew that, yeah, that's what John the <laughs> That's what he does. sounds like. <laughs> do the do the core thing. Boom. <laughs> Dear listener, if you want to like skip ahead in this and not listen to corn gurgling, go ahead. <laughs> corn gurgling. Oh my gosh, I think that's if we're doing title episodes still. That's the title of the episode. Yeah. Better a corn. Listen, better a corn gurgle than a corn scat. Oh, <laughs> that that joke has layers. Yes. Wow. <laughs> oh, an ogre has layers. <laughs> Uh, that joke is like an ogre because it's like onions because it has layers and it stinks. <laughs> uh, it's like at that. Wow, this joke is like has so many layers. Jeez. So, so now that we're not doing, uh, we're not doing the wikis this year. I know everybody's disappointed. Oh, oh. Um, do we at least want to get into some best of worst conver- best and worst conversations? Because because yeah. that, if we, I, I guarantee you that if we start talking about best and worst stuff, we'll, we'll, it'll drag into just conversations about whatever the heck we're talking about. What's so wrong about that? Oh no, I that's that's what I'm talking about. We can just have yeah. awesome, awesome flowing conversations about the best and worst of the. I got you. I agree. We don't, have any, we don't have any news, so let's just let's just do obligatory news belt, Chan. Oh wow! Ooh. Hey, mm-hmm. what's happening, girl? I got some news. Um, Tim Belushi is going on Twitter asking for anime suggestions. <laughs> Who? Yeah. Jim Belushi. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just say Agretzko. Agretzko is like an is super easy to watch. <laughs> the more accessible of the Belushis. <laughs> oh. <right. laughs> oh. Yeah. It's been 36 years, dude. And I'm still not (laughs) over it. (laughs) Well, don't do do drugs. I'm also wondering which series to watch while smoking weed, too. So (laughs) He's probably having a really good quarantine right now. (laughs) So if he wants good anime to watch while smoking weed, probably The Night of Short Walk-On Girl. I have that on my shelf, and I still have not uh, watched it yet. What about that weird show that got released on YouTube that we were watching the the Vlad Love or something like that? Oh, Vlad Love, yes. So like the first episode of that. Um, I know the full series is going to start in February, but you know I have high hopes regarding this because it's you know it's uh, what's his name the guy who did Ghost in the Shell, but it's also got people who worked on. Urusei Yatsuru, Ranma One Half, and even a few other Rumiko Takahashi series. So yeah, honestly, honestly, like I I watched it and it definitely felt like that Ghost in the Shell fever dream. But I honestly just hated it. Like I was like, what is this even? Like what is this show supposed to be? And it was just weird. And the art was weird. And the animation was kind of bad. And I was just like, ah, like. This this show doesn't make any sense. I, I I understand what it was going for as far as humor, but it was just weird. That, that was definitely like, a, you should probably smoke something before watching this show, because <laughs> you, you might enjoy it that way. Because the humor was odd. Like, the humor wasn't great. It was just strange, and I, I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed the character designs, I guess, mm-hmm. but... 
as far as like a series goes, I was like, ah, I'll probably pass. Yeah. Or in my case, you do an edible like this. <laughs> oh, now we can't show this on YouTube. Oh, geez. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. Man. Oh, geez. Oh, man. Uh, but that was that was definitely an interesting anime watching experience after only having watched Agretzko since the year started. Mm-hmm. Um, because that kind of that kind of jumped me back into anime and was just like, oh man, yeah, that's why I'm not interested in anime all that much anymore. Like, because <laughs> it <laughs> it fell into it fell into a lot of tropes that I didn't really enjoy as far as anime went. I guess. Uh, but. I also am still really eager to continue watching one Don Machi two. I really want to watch mm. reconnect because that is like all over the internet. Uh, so season three of Don Machi is fucking amazing. Like yeah. I was blown away by the third season, not even expecting the kind of story it was telling. It's one huge arc for all 12 episodes, by the yeah. way. And the way they did it, it like it pulled me in in ways that not even the first season pulled me into Damaji. And I loved the first season of Damaji. Season two was okay, but this third season showed just how good and how serious of a story Damaji can be, while at the same time still delivering the goodness that we've all come to love of the adventures of Belcrano, Hestia, and of, the rest of the game. Of all their naked ladies. Well, that's the thing. There really wasn't that much fan service in this season. Oh, interesting. Actually, barely. I think only the first couple episodes. And then after that, it, like, got serious. Like Dark dark skin anime Amazon girls exist. Uh, that's enough fan service for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, that, <laughs> Greg their, their, part, their, part, their part in this arc proved that uh, Tiona is the one. Tiona is the best girl, right? I believe so. Whichever one's flat chested, I believe that's her. She had proven herself to be the best girl of Danmachi in this third season. And you'll understand why when you watch it. Hey, I've known that since forever that tomboy dark skin girl is always the best. Oh, you and I have known. (laughs) I don't think the rest of the world knows. You must know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and so there's a, there's a couple anime on my list that I do really still want to catch up on, mm-hmm. but I've been I've still been reading a lot of manga. Like I've been reading. Oh, uh, I literally just finished the new volume of Monster Masume, which came out this week. Um, volume sixteen got released, and Monster Masume is one of those series that's just like, man, I really wish you would just end or follow follow a story or end because because this the whole entire arc. <laughs> Uh, the into- uh, the entire last volume and the entire current volume were arcs of the story that didn't progress any actual story. They were just events that happened to the characters. Um. So so a lot of it's filler. It, basically, the entire thing is filler. But I really want some sort of story that I can read for Monster Masume, because otherwise, all it is is just boob gag humor. That's literally all the all the story is, and and see, like I kind of noticed that was happening with Yuna and the Haunted Hot Springs. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I noticed in the last couple of volumes that they have been sticking to some sort of storyline, especially when it comes to Yuna's origins. Yes, yeah. So at least there's that, 
Yeah. Because I've heard that Masa Musume kind of goes off the rails as to what it wanted to do in the first place. Yeah, it it's a little strange at the moment. And luckily it only comes out once a year at this point. So I, I, so I don't really have to, you know, feel like I'm wasting money by buying one volume volume a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I've been reading, we never learn and, and promise Neverland regularly. Yeah. And you know, the haunted hot springs when it comes out, those are the only three I'm really reading, but, uh, but that's kind of where my all my anime intake comes from is, is reading manga because after working on a computer all day, it's much better to read a book before you go to sleep mm-hmm. to kind of calm your brain down a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, Greg, you have a question? Uh, I do, but I didn't want to like derail the conversation too much because you were talking about shows ending soon. Because Evan, didn't you share an article with us in our chat about Cells at Work is ending soon? Yes, oh, so yeah. Cells at Work yeah. is coming to an end. And the last chapter is going to be dealing with the coronavirus. Oh, okay. <laughs> that just got real, real quick. Yeah. And I think it's going to be like, oh, spoiler alert. This is where uh, it turns into cells at work black. Uh, is this <laughs> where, like, the coronavirus just kills, like, the body that they all inhabit in the show? Well, that, that's the joke. And cells at work black is the uh, story of. Uh, cells within a disease-ridden body. Oh, well, uh, poor guys. They had never stood a chance. <laughs> <laughs> poor platelets. Mm. <laughs> They're so cute. How do you kill off child platelets? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Have you watched Higurashi before? They kill off plenty of children in that show. Yeah, but uh, then they restart. <laughs> they restart. They do. They, they just do. reload checkpoints. They do. They do. With, true, true. Which I've been watching the the new Higurashi series, and it's really good. I mean, I'm coming into it as someone who's only seen, like, handfuls of episodes of the original. But, you know, I feel like it's getting the tone right of the original Higurashi pretty well. Yeah. And even though they kind of slightly censor the gore for TV version, they're probably going to have it uncensored on the Blu-ray version. Certainly, It's still pretty damn violent. Nice. I like my violence. Mm-hmm. I was um, so w- during during the quarantine and stuff like that. Uh, Andrew introduced me to Tubi. Yeah, yeah. and uh, a, a really great free uh, service, free streaming service. If anybody's interested in finding some really obscure movies and also some really obscure anime, so I, I actually went through their anime list to find anything that might be like hardcore anime related, and there were things that were close but not perfect. Um, so I watched one, it was a, it was a movie called Lily cat and it was, it was legitimately just an anime copy of the original alien film. Huh? Wow. Like, uh, I mean, like there were differences, there were story differences, but at at its heart, the the skeleton of it was alien. It was Um, alien. (laughs) Yeah. And, and far less dis like less gory and, and like the disappointment was there for that one like the 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 animation was of that ova era of like violence jack and and all those films that came up back in the day like that was what the film style looked like and there was like barely any substance to it i was so disappointed yeah that would be disappointing especially if it's that ova style Uh, another one that was on there too was called goku midnight uh sorry goku midnight eye which i've heard of that one too 
Yeah, it, which is like a cyberpunk private investigator sort of thing. And that one was a lot more violent and it was pretty cool. And the cool part is that Tubi offers the uh, English dub version of it, which is uh, Goku is played by um, Steve Bloom. Oh, nice. Isn't that, isn't that name like copyrighted now at this point? Goku's a common name. It's like it's like John in America. Oh, I honestly <laughs> did not know that. Probably well, not. Well, because no, because the name Goku comes from the Journey to the West, uh, Son Goku. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So that's so that's why everybody like if whenever you hear Son Goku, uh, that's that's where that name comes comes from. It's it's the Monkey King, the Monkey King yes. from Journey to the West. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's what all the weebs are now naming their children now. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and that's why that's why uh, Dragon Ball Z. The main character's name is Goku because Dragon Ball Z used to be just Journey to the West. That's that's what the original Dragon Ball was was Journey to the West. Oh, but, but Derek agrees. Ever. You're stepping on Derek's territory. I, I am. I, I am. I, now Get Derek a resident has, expert in here. Now Derek has nothing to say. This podcast, you just ruined everything. <laughs> Back to talking about Game Boys. Yep. I actually found a game in there called uh, Nut Milk. So <laughs> nice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah uh, you can milk almonds. I'm pretty sure. That's true. So they say. <laughs> Should we talk? Uh, has anyone watched my um, my pick for best anime of 2020? In my honest opinion, which is which, which is? is you know this little guy here, Sleepy Princess oh, yeah, in a yeah, Demon yeah, yeah. Castle. That that's another one on my list that I have to steal. Oh my god, is such a I know I talked about it in the chat, but like, so this is the, this is this season's anime from Dogakoba. And while Dogakoba's best character-based anime was New Game, this show, Sleeping Princess in the Demon Castle, hands down the funniest thing they have ever made. Because they take a premise like a princess trying to find multiple ways to nap inside the castle of a demon where she's being uh, trapped in and like finding so many different ways and finding so many different jokes for it that it's just one laugh every single second it i love it to death as one can tell by me having the teddy demon plushie and i think hands down it's it's the best representation of 2020 for a protagonist because it's about someone who's trying to get a good night's sleep when the whole world around them is kind of crumbling. That sounds way too relatable to what's going on right now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hey, no, no, like, it's so like I said, did, I can't remember if I said this at the beginning of the recording or before or pre-recording, but I said, I don't know what's up with you guys, but my year was fantastic. I think I said that at the beginning of the recording. Well, I'm so happy for you. Did you step outside of the house this year? Yeah, I did. I we even we even went back to uh to Ted's place, which is our normal brunch place, which is great. We went we went and had brunch and it was it was awesome. Oh, that's right. That's right. You did go back. How are you saying it's awesome if the crowning achievement is getting to do something that you used to be able to do? Because <laughs> isn't that awesome? Like, like I've literally been sitting in the house for I don't know how long. Uh, just drawing because I've been drawing comics, so it's been great. And 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 uh, I I actually I'm actually going to be posting statistics pretty close to the new year. Um, 
but so far I've uh, I've I start this last this at the beginning of this year I was on chapter two of the comic. Now I'm on chapter eight. Uh, the the first page I drew on January first, twenty twenty, was page seventy two, and now I'm on page two hundred twenty seven. Oh my lord! Um, and I have multiple Patreon subscribers more that than when I started with. So I so I've I've gained a lot of Patreon subscribers this year, and uh, I've been able to market a lot better because uh, I have I have I have ads running on well specifically Fur Affinity has been the best most lucrative ad that I've been running on the internet internet this year. But that's been real that's been really good for my website traffic. I think I've got like over six like nearly 7,000 views on my website since I started running this year. So it's been good. There you go. I, so I've been, yeah, so, so I've been having a great year. <laughs> Comics, yeah, you, man. You and uh, adult video streamers. <laughs> <laughs> There's a strange correlation here. <laughs> do you have, uh, do you have statistics on that one, Derek? Um, there are people who made millions this year. <laughs> I forget what the name of the site is, but it's one where it's just like, sure you do. Sure you do. <laughs> are you saying it's a site only for fans? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see what he did there. <laughs> oh, this, Andrew, like, it just walks outside of his house. He's all thumbs up while the world around him is on fire. <laughs> well, I've had a good year, guys. Again, He's man. the dog. He's the dog. This is fine. Throw this throw a mask fine. on and walk around the block and then you're, go back. You're the now. dog now. <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, All right. Well, okay. You know, I just thought of something that I'm surprised that none of us have brought up is the fact that finally, after years and years and years of waiting, we're finally getting a hockey anime. Oh heck oh, yeah! Yeah, we didn't know. did we make it? No, <laughs> but but I am happy to see that whoever is making it is possibly going to be doing a better job than we did because theirs are actually starring female characters. And I was like, yeah. what? Okay, cool. And I'm, I'm ours doesn't exist. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> ours exists in concept. That's about in it. our so. minds. Yeah. So Pura Ore, Pride of Orange, will be the first girls' ice hockey anime ever. Initial ever. disappointment. It's not a sexist thing, but women's hockey usually doesn't involve hitting. So that means there's going to be no hitting in the anime. But um, women's Unless hockey is significantly it. more uh, popular in Japan than men's hockey is, believe it or yeah. not. But they also like... Even in like U.S. men's hockey, they don't really hit anymore, and they're not allowed to. So it's like kind of the same playing field. It's, it's true. It's true. <laughs> That's super. But but the referees have gotten so soft on it. Like, did you guys notice that during the coronavirus years of or during the coronavirus year of hockey season, they the refs actually let them fight finally again? Like they're like, eh, no, f the <laughs> NHL's rules. Like we'll let them fight, and they actually fought. Like they actually had fist fights this year. Uh, during the coronavirus hockey games. Wow. They're just they're like, I, I just yeah. want to stay so, so socially distanced from this fight right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, I can't do anything about it. They're, I, I'd have to get within six feet of them, even though they're not socially distancing. Maybe that's why they're fighting. Maybe they're fighting because they're not socially distancing. You've seen the videos online of people being irrational. Maybe they're being irrational. I'm yes. going to let them fight. 
NHL. Oh, okay. get away getting... from it. You get away from it. You get away from it. <laughs> they're probably getting tested every single like second they're in that arena, something oh, like yeah, that. No oh my gosh. Ugh. I actually have a hockey player who comes into my uh, into the store I work at because he actually lives in the area. But he oh, has yeah? he's been coming in every day for like a while because he was on a team that got eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, but then like a week and a half ago, all of a sudden he just stopped showing up. So I'm like, oh, they probably shipped him out to go get stored away and tested and <laughs> the general public. Or they traded him maybe to a different team. No, I've been watching. I've been watching. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Wait, uh, it's it's December. Has hockey season started? Because I haven't been getting notifications on my phone, but hockey no. season usually starts in October. I they thought it was next month. So they're starting um, preseason training and workouts and stuff now, and the season's supposed to start on the 13th. Oh, okay. wow. That's late. And it's really late. You're only going to play teams within your own division. Oh, yeah, they, they cut down the amount of games. There, yeah. there was something like, what? Like 160 games this season or something like that? No, no way. Not as many as baseball. I love that that's the cut-down version because they usually play close to 200 games in hockey. Really? Oh, my <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah, because they, they, start, they start in October and they end in April. And they have, a, they, have, they have a hockey game almost every other day. Oh, you mean like all teams collectively? I'm like, no, each team plays 82 games. <laughs> oh, really? I thought I... that was a short season. That was a full season, is 82 games. Oh, okay. No, it's baseball, they play 167, which is insane. So, and, like, that's the most played by every single team. Well, Greg, I don't know if you've ever played baseball, but they don't do anything in that game. <laughs> <laughs> it's just them standing there waiting, waiting, waiting. Oh, ball, cat. Yeah. I'm so tired now. I need one of those ice bath things. <laughs> oh. Uh. Score the field goal, guys. Oh, my God. Oh, my feet are so sore from all that standing. The only <laughs> yeah. you could ever call David Ortiz a good athlete. Yeah. <laughs> he only played half the game. He was a DH. <laughs> I mean, if you and if you remember Manny Ramirez, he would, like, oh. hit the ball, and then if it wasn't a home run, he'd be like, ah, I'm out. Uh, and they'd, like, walk <laughs> off the field. It's like, I can't make yeah. those bases. <laughs> <laughs> They wanted me to run how far? Yeah. <laughs> no thanks. Jog at best. <laughs> he, he's like running to the bag. He's just like, why aren't you guys getting the ball? Somebody get me out. I don't want to run. Ah! Like, and he makes it on first base. He's like, crap, I have to run some more. <laughs> Yo, didn't Manny get a pinch hitter because he didn't want to run? I'm pretty sure he got a yeah, pinch, he, he pinch runner, rather. Oh, my gosh. He got somebody <laughs> to run for him once he got the first. <laughs> <laughs> oh man Ugh. I love being a hybrid nerd <laughs> Who doesn't? Babe Ruth never had a pinch runner he ran those bases while drunk and on cocaine <laughs> with a cigar in hand yes well they really knew how to party in 1920 <laughs> you know they got the Spanish flu going on at the time they yeah. I mean, Lou Gehrig ran until he couldn't run anymore. I mean, oh, well, wait, it's, it's been 90 years. <laughs> it's true, though. It, it's it's like 100% true. He ran until he didn't run anymore. It was great. He came up with his own disease. It was great. He, he, he was just like, look at this disease I invented. <laughs> it's like, I'm still going to play baseball, though. 
Maybe this should be edited out, but it won't. <laughs> <laughs> All I can think of right now is the Norm, the Norm McDonald sketch. I was being sarcastic. <laughs> I am not lucky. I am in fact the most unluckiest man in the world. I have a disease so rare they named it after me. Lucky me. <laughs> oh, I, love I love Norm. Me Did you too. guys uh, want to talk about <clears throat> another form of animation? Because uh, I've been watching a lot of Disney Plus. Me too. Oh, yeah. oh my God. So have I. Okay. First, do we want to talk about the good stuff or the bad stuff first? The bad stuff. Get it out of the way. Then the okay. Good stuff. Talk right. about the bad stuff. Let's talk about Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. just didn't decide not to watch it. It's not even Mulan exists. <laughs> I, I didn't even watch it. I just watched how bad it fell and crashed and burned. So. <laughs> So Christine and it I did decided not get to... down to business at all, man. Yeah. Nope. So Christine and I decided to watch it because, like, you know, in order to form your own opinion of something that is horrendously bad, you have to actually see it for yourself. And uh, it's oh boy, it's as it's as rough to get through as you would imagine. Actually, it's it's like it's not fun at all. Like the movie's not fun, like in so the it, least. Is it like so bad that you can compare it to the live action Last Airbender bad? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say well, Whoa. so the acting's pretty good in it though, is the thing. Um, but the movie itself just straight up doesn't make any sense otherwise. Like it's it's a slog to get through just because of there's so being so many plot changes and everything like that, and it's just it's like bad. I heard about <laughs> I heard about uh Basically, she doesn't have character flaws, and she, they basically turned her into a superhero with superpowers. Mm-hmm. So, a Mary and, Sue. And, Mary Sue. Uh, and yeah. her, uh, she doesn't have a character flaw, but the character flaw that they did give her was Donnie Yen was basically like, you're the best. In fact, you're so good, you're not using your powers. So, her character flaw is that she's so good, but she's not using her powers to her full abilities. It's like, well, oh no, how will she ever overcome this flaw she has? Yeah. Like, so, and, and for one thing too, is that she does still need to hide her identity as a woman in the Chinese army for no reason. Um, but yeah, but uh, it's that like, she has these crouching tiger, hidden dragon powers that she was just born with. And, um, and, and like, it, that would be fine if like, you know, Mushu was like a thing in it too. But like, so the, the guardian that watches over Mulan is a Phoenix. And all you see is just its shadow fly overhead a couple times. Like when, when it's, it's, it's significant to the plot for her to be saved by somebody like the, the Phoenix flies overhead and she's fine now. Um, Yeah. The bad guy in the film is just so uninspired. What? Didn't they do the same thing with Ash Ketchum and Ho Oh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the the magical saving plot device of the of the legend. Maybe that's what it was in Mulan too. It was just a legendary Pokemon flying overhead and everything's fine now. <laughs> um so yeah, that movie uh, it, it's it's as bad as everybody says it is everybody just if you're watching it you need to save time but i'm sure that you've seen it at this point but i i feel extremely bad for the people who paid the extra 30 dollars to to see it early extremely who bad that? who would fall for that garbage of of like you're paying for disney plus now we want you to pay more disney for this movie. 
learned from their mistakes because they released Soul for yeah. free on Christmas. And that was the good movie that I wanted to talk Dude, about. Soul, I I was shocked because <laughs> so we so me and Jonathan watched this together. Mm-hmm. Uh, question, question: Is it a movie about how souls have feelings? <laughs> no, well, it is Pete Doctor. So, and he did Inside Out. Yeah. So, so this is a Pete Doctor film. So it's probably it's. I was surprised at how good it was as far as the good Pixar movies go, because Pixar has really been on a slow downward quicksand. I'm gonna suffocate to death. Death. Uh, it, because they were just releasing garbage movies like straight to DVD or not straight to DVD, but like sequels that were obviously Disney run directors that didn't know how to actually direct a good movie and or tell a good story within a universe that they created. But Pete Doctor is there at Pixar to help save us all. And so he made Soul and I was shocked to see how good this movie actually was. As far as the story went and as far as the design went and the, the acting and, you know, it, it was, it was really good. I really, yeah. really enjoyed like it. Like when, when we watched this, we, we were like floored. We were even talking about how good the movie was when we were only like a half hour into it. And, um, uh, it, this is, we're talking about like back when quintessential Pixar was in the loop. Like we're talking about the, the levels of good from like up. Like if you if you remember how good Up was when that came out, mm-hmm. like that's how good Soul is. It, it's putting it in that like top three to five uh, Pixar movie category. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, I actually so Pete Doctor's last film was Inside Out, and I love Inside Out. It's, it's actually probably my number one film, but uh, it was within that that era. Like that was the the lightning in a bottle that was uh, of the same era of of Pixar that was not as good. Um, and 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 now I know for a fact that every time Pete Doctor is going to make a film, it's going to be all right. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's probably going to be one of the better ones. It's going to be enjoyable. Uh, and and man was was Soul like I cannot recommend Soul enough to people yeah. because it is just so damn good. Yeah, definitely watch it. It's it's amazing. It's 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 pretty good. Nice. So I've actually been uh, catching up on the animated series that have been uh, put on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. So I watched the entire first season of The Owl House. Okay. Um, really enjoyed it. I think the story of Luz uh, trying to become sort of like a mage or a wizard, wizard girl, uh, being trained by, uh, I'm blanking on her name, but she is played by Wendy Malick from Just Shoot Me. Yeah. Um, who, oddly enough, looks like Ryoko from Tenchi Muyo. Yeah. Um, th- the whole... The story is pretty good. It's kind of that sort of fish out of water, only human out of her. Element. It's like Harry Potter. Yeah, basically like Harry Potter, but more demons, more demons, That's more true. Satan. <laughs> um, but thoroughly I, enjoyable. I watched the first episode, uh, and then and then a little bit afterwards too. And I thought the show was fine, but mm-hmm. like in the midst of of what you know, animated series on. Disney has turned into like if we talk about all the rest uh, of them like uh, amphib what was amphibia? amphibia which I've uh, also been enjoying I'm yeah amphibia big city greens ducktales and all that stuff it's just a muddy blur to me and honestly I haven't seen a difference between any of the animated series shows and they're all fine they're all great shows I actually thoroughly enjoy all of them but there's nothing different 
about any of them. And that's my they're problem. All run by t- they're all run by Tumblr artists. They all make the same crap. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. It's... And that's and that's not that's not me being like facetious or a joke. They're literally all run by Tumblr artists. Like everybody who's been hired at both Cartoon Network and Disney have worked for Tumblr at one point and made some crappy webcomic and then and then got hired and made a crappy cartoon. <laughs> um but yeah, it's that that's my stance on and and it's fine if you like if if you enjoy Owl House like I'm I'm saying be my guest like enjoy Owl House that, that's that's great but but my my opinion on on Disney animated series and and it's the same with Cartoon Network too like don't get me wrong like Cartoon Network is this, I have the same problem with that same problem Cartoon with Network that. is and, trash oh my gosh remember the, the the olden days like I was looking up old Cartoon Network stuff when they were running like the Centurions and and Space Ghost Coast to Coast and stuff like that so. yeah. I will say though that the so HBO Max has been releasing new like hour long specials of Adventure Time that expands on some of the characters. Like the first one was based off of Bimo, which was actually an an origin story of how Bimo got to where yeah. Adventure Time was. Ooh. And then the second one was about um, Princess Bubblegum and Marceline, and it actually showed the origin of how they actually first broke up. Yeah, their shoehorned but- relationship. <laughs> Oh, no, yeah. it wasn't a shoehorn relationship. It was actually Pendleton Ward actually planned out the whole thing to be like that. No, that's not true. That's not like it was it was uh, it was written in last minute uh, by by the artist before they could edit it out like that. That's the <laughs> that's the story. But it was good. It was still a very good special. It, 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 it didn't make me want more of a Marceline centered story of like Marceline centered series of Adventure Time because she I'm was pretty sure everybody wanted character. more Marceline when Adventure Time I still haven't finished Adventure Time to be honest I, I really I really want to but I do recommend it because I did I stopped after the whole islands thing after the whole islands arc because I thought all the answers that I was looking for had been answered but then like when they started releasing Distant Lands I went okay um Okay, I'm gonna jump back in see if it, the rest of it's any good. And there are some issues here and there with how the main series ended, but I like what they've been adding to Distant Lands. Mm. Uh, last thing that I remember from Adventure Time was they introduced what the was witch. it Inferno Queen uh, Princess. Oh yeah, Fire, uh, princess. Fire princess. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time. Long, since I, long like, time. What? That was like season two, I think. Was yeah. it really that? To be honest, I think like like so. Fire Princess and the Lich, like trapped in the snail. That was that was the last time we watched Adventure Time. I remember talking about that show in college when they were just doing the the pilot episode, and like everybody was watching the pilot episode, and like everybody in college was saying like Your hat is stupid. My hat is awesome. Like everybody in college. Oh yeah, was when it was pitched that. to Nickelodeon originally, and Nickelodeon yeah. was like, "No, we're not doing that." So Cartoon Network was like, "We'll take it." <laughs> yeah, the so. rise and fall of good cartoons. <laughs> yeah, right. so, character development throughout yeah. the seasons. Yeah, well, and and that's what's a, and yeah, uh, definitely. Like that was that was one of the things that was one of the first shows that they released on Cartoon Network that had that was like one of those um, like character development base shows so that that's what made it really good and appealing to people and they kept the same voice actor too and he definitely sounds a lot older by the oh end when of- he went through puberty oh yeah, yeah. my god yeah. well i mean if you if you watched uh voltron after that too and he played 
I, I'm just going to say blue line because I don't remember their the <laughs> <Yeah>. characters' names. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, I, I don't know how he went back to doing Finn after going through puberty because he sounds so different in the Voltron series. It would only make sense for Finn to age himself, though. Absolutely. Well, that's what happens in distant lands. And so not to spoil anything, but you do see Finn at the end of the Marceline Prince's Bubblegum uh, special. And he's actually like in his 20s now. Actually, you, you know what? Now that I have access to HBO Max, I that's what I should do. I should put I should put Adventure Time on my list because because uh, I was able to sit through like Star versus the Forces of Evil while I work. So I might as well be I, I, I imagine I'd be able to pull off sitting through Adventure Time while I work as well. And then finally getting to kill off that series. And then I should do that. I should that's do good. that. Yeah, I highly recommend. That sounds like uh, a good adventure. <laughs> a good time for adventure. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Um, some other other good stuff, too, if, 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 that, that I've watched if, if anybody wants, wants me to jump in for some more series. The, man, the Mandalorian? <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. I mean, do we do we want to talk about the Mandalorian? I mean, like I don't. Care. So That's... I'm only wa- I'm only up to the first season, so I haven't watched the second season yet. Boo, yo, <laughs> it gets so good. It's well, so, I know. So I I don't know if I if I think the first season is the superior season, but season two is pretty good. The last the the last three or four episodes though were better like the 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 first half is 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 rough to get through because they're doing a lot of story stuff but the last i, three I don't or four know episodes, I, liked the, I did like those episodes though i did too I, I i liked it all don't get me wrong i'm not i'm not um the, bashing the any egg, of it yeah the egg eating thing was still a little confusing to me because i was like i don't know if this is supposed to be funny am i supposed to be stressed out like that was really mixed as far as like i don't get this joke yeah but uh you'll see you'll see when you get there yeah um, but, oh man but but yeah, uh, season two is pretty good. I think I like season. I think I like season one, still the best. But it's it's a solid show. Well, because season two, the important thing is season two ends a really important arc. So that's um that, that's one thing. And if you yeah. haven't, and if you don't know what happens in it yet, like stay away from any spoilers. Yeah, don't let anybody spoil yeah. it for you because it's actually kind of interesting. Yeah, and and the the writing that they did was on it was really good. I I, I appreciate it very much. I love the fact that they did get Robert Rodriguez to direct one of the episodes. Yeah. And it yeah. Got, got that El Mariachi feel in that specific one. Well, yeah. and, and that's what I liked about the Mandalorian to begin with was star Wars has always been written to be a space Western. 
And this is this is the first show out of Star Wars that they've created that just feels like that. It feels like a Wild West adventure in space. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny because Christine and I were we so right before this recording, we watched Chef and mm-hmm. um, John Favreau's that's, film. That's um, a great movie. And when it ended, Christine actually said to me, she was like, you know, John Favreau is pretty much the the new age John Hughes. And kind of, except he made the Lion King. <laughs> like well, that that is will forever be a black spot on on John Favreau's record. That, yeah, yeah, but yeah. he uh, has been making it up for with what he's been doing with the Mandalorian. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um it, it's just that they so I, I feel like that that it was a obligatory contract job because like hey you made some really good looking animals in in the jungle book why don't you make some really good looking animals in the lion king and he was like well you're gonna pay me millions of dollars so why not you know i mean like to be honest i would i would do uh, you know maybe do that because i don't think it would tarnish his reputation that bad i don't know man it was pretty bad (laughs) bad movie but he, he traded he traded doing a soulless version of lion king for creative freedom with the mandalorian Maybe that's that's a really distinct possibility. And just um, the market that he's going to, little kids are always going to want to watch The Lion King, so those are guaranteed sales. No, dude, but nobody's going to be like, you know what I want to watch today? I want to watch The Lion King 2019 when when Lion King 1994 exists. Like, there's no way you will ever choose New Lion King over Old Lion King. Zero percent chance. Look, I mean, he's not going to make every single thing perfect. I mean, yeah, I wish it was better, but I mean, like even even Brad Bird, my fa- like one of my most favorite directors of all time, made Tomorrowland. And if you haven't had the pleasure <laughs> of watching Tomorrowland, get yourself Disney Plus and watch Tomorrowland. That is a terrible movie. We watched that in theaters, and I was just like, God damn! Like, <laughs> I just cut my eyes out right now. I mean, like we're talking about the guy who made the Iron Giant and the Incredibles, and then he makes Tomorrowland. Yeah, like, like oh my god, was his script wow. written on a napkin? Yeah. On top of the, and he made the, the Mission Impossible movies actually watchable again. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. He yeah. brought back the Mission Impossible movies after Mission Impossible three, like two, even. three, like, no three. Well, because he made three, right? No, no, that no. was um. I'm blanking on who made the third one. Doesn't matter. That's the well, that's no, no, why. J.J. Abrams directed the third one. No, are you serious? I think, I think so. Okay, I need to like check. Definitely got to look that up right that now. That explains all the lens flares. So, <laughs> yep, yep. Co-written and directed by J.J. Abrams. Holy crap! I, I was right. <laughs> by the way, when you mentioned Chef John, isn't that movie from 2014? You said it was a new movie. Pretty no, sure. I didn't say. I didn't say it was new. Um, oh, okay. we just, they just said they, that they watched it. Yeah, that was I actually watched it myself last night. That was it was really good. At least so I freaking good. So yeah. freaking good. Um, yeah, it's just like a feel good movie that. Uh, yeah, there's know. literally no conflict in that movie. It's just good. Like, well, there's, there's conflict. Is. There's there's actually a lot of conflict in the movie, but it but it's it's feel good through and through. So, well, there's a happy ending. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but um. Yeah, we, we really enjoyed that. But but yeah, it's virtually no conflict. I didn't say there was no conflict. <laughs> That's the way I felt about it too. But then when after rewatching, I was like, oh, all right, there's there's some like good stuff to overcome. And there's an arc. There's definitely like two major story arcs in the film. But uh yeah. Anyway, so we watched that. But speaking of of Netflix, I wanted to talk about one of the shows. 
that I watched that I'm curious if anybody else watched too. I know Andrew watched it, but yeah. um, it's all started from a, a, a Webtoons comic that got turned into a Netflix series called Sweet Home. And I don't know if you guys have watched Sweet Home, but mm-hmm. uh, so it started out as a horror comic on Webtoons, Korean horror comic, which was like Junji Ito levels of creativity when it comes to creatures. And his creature design isn't as creepy as Junji Ito at be that because this is just like an independent guy. Yeah, but, but I think that the emotion and stuff that you get out of it, though, because it's a yeah. very dark, depressing series. It's really, so it's so I'm actually still in the midst of reading it right now. I, I'm mm. I'm probably I'm on chapter fifty two of it. It was like two hundred. Yeah, it's 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 probably about a hundred. 140 chapters long but it's a really good web series now imagine you're just this independent creator who creates a a webtoon that becomes the most popular webtoon that people in korea are like hey we would like to make an entire show about your webtoon that you made like that would be amazing that's awesome like good for this guy so they made so they they put it on Netflix and um, it's good. I, I would say it's not as good as the comic, but yeah, um, it's different. It's a it's it's different, but the same. It's exactly the same, but just the fact that you have drawings converted into live action doesn't really work as well as you'd hope, especially if it's Korean produced too, because like they don't have the you know the Hollywood capabilities of doing cgi Um, yeah and but like and also some really weird directorial choices for instance like the first monster that they end up fighting suddenly warriors by imagine dragon starts playing while they're fighting the first monster and it was so out of left field like that's not appropriate who made that choice imagine dragons isn't appropriate for anything movie or situation so like a horror movie Uh, i don't think so yeah (laughs) So yeah, it, but um, but the, regardless, the creature design is great in it, and it's gory, it's bloody, um, it's it, it it's kind of creepy in the same way. But I would say if you really want to get a good sense of what the original content of it was, definitely read the comic. Um, one of the really nasty things that came out of it, though, is that when as soon as it got a deal on Netflix the the comic on webtoons went pay to read so they gave you the first 15 chapters for free and then you had to pay webtoons in order to read the rest of the series which was so stingy like so incredibly stingy yeah like this like free web comic like come on like it's been free for years and then they're just like oh slap that pay for on it yeah. it's like oh gross like like people like fans of the comic had been reading it all the way up till like chapter yeah I don't like know. I, there there are like comments that are just like i literally was reading this up to chapter 80 and it got paywalled on me as i was reading it it was just like yeah. wow that is dirty <laughs> one thing that i do want to say about it though is that if we think about how awesome it is that now we're getting into this this era of time where people who make web comics are now getting netflix deals you know and and where anybody could go with a comic based off of you know what they actively create so like that's real that part of it is really encouraging to me and i really hope that that's a continuing trend because if sweet home does well which i believe it is yeah, doing it well was actually on Netflix. The, it was the first Korean drama to actually crack the top 10 in America. When it That's amazing. Up. 
That's great. Yeah. yeah. So maybe there's going to be more of this then. Maybe there's going to be a, a, a wave of people going through web comics and saying, let's find a really great uh, web comic that barely anybody knows about. And we'll make a series about it. Okay. Um, speaking of more on Netflix, the second season finally of Hilda dropped. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My, that show is so enchanting. Like, there are times where I'm watching a show and I can't, and it does have its fantasy elements. And it has you know sprinklings of other shows here and there. But it, as a whole, Hilda is one of those shows where I can't actually compare it to any other cartoon I've ever seen. At least right. from a Western perspective. Um, I've seen the first couple episodes of Hilda. And I, I watched them back in early 2019. Um, mm-hmm. I, I rather enjoyed them. I just never got around to finishing it because I was heavy into work at that time. Yeah. But... Yeah, he'll, he'll, what I saw of Hilda, I really enjoyed. I really did. I think the thing I like most about the show is how it pays homage and tribute to like classic Norse mythology. Yeah, it's Norse mythology. Yeah, Norse mythology with like the creatures and the monsters, and I just and it just makes it seem it's dark but whimsical at the same time, mm. and there are parts of it that are frightening. But it's done so to a point where, like, it's it's kind of like a comfort food sort of Western cartoon. Where yeah, I think any during, kid can watch it. Yeah, any kid can watch it. Even though there are some terrifying parts to it, I feel like it it kind of teaches some sort of backline lesson of sorts of, you know, the world is a scary place, but so long as you have courage in your heart, you can push on <laughs> through everything or anything. I actually, I actually had dinner with the storyboard artist of Hilda. Really? Yeah. Um, back in when I when I went to Canada, um, in 2019. Yeah, same trip. I I was in Canada 2019 and went out to first because uh, I because basically the class that I went to was taught by her husband, mm-hmm. and then and then we all went out to dinner afterwards, and his wife showed up and and she was. There she was. It was just the storyboard artist of Hilda. So it's cool. Nice, nice. Yeah, she's a good artist. Really, really good artist. Yeah, and the show is beautiful too. The music mm-hmm. as well, soundtrack. They um, they actually got um, so a little bit talking about music. Um, the country artist that I've been getting into recently is Orville Peck, and he actually got him to do an original song specifically for Hilda in the second season. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. yeah, I too have only seen the first couple of episodes, but I loved that story with the giants, like mm. the, the Midnight Giants. That was... Like, and they expand more on that in the second season. That's good, because I thought that the giants were very intriguing characters. So, yeah. so they're like trolls, that. actually, not giants. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, the rock trolls? Yeah. No, no, I no the, the giants, the ones that, that, hit, that turned into mountains because they were hiding themselves from the world. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about now, yes. Yeah, that yeah, was... Yeah, that's totally different. Yeah, that's what I liked. Um, yeah, all right, let's let's see what else I got here. I'm looking at my list. Mm-hmm. Animaniacs finished the Animaniacs. Yeah, that was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. Yep. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it it had a good a good mix of flavors in in whether, but it, it felt like the original Animaniacs. Like, um, they hit some some really funny things. Stayed neutral on some topics, uh, but but le- definitely leaned from more one side to, to the other on on others, um, which they did in the previous one as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But um, 
yeah, they, they had some really good, funny, creative songs and uh, some, some really good stuff. Uh, I, I was, I found it really funny, like when we were getting to the last episode and Dr. Scratch and Sniff was finally there. And I was like, oh, my gosh, they finally brought him into like I, I was I was curious if anybody even knew why they took out Dr. Scratch and Sniff in the first place. I don't think there was a reason. Yeah, I mean, like he was he was like one of the best parts about the original Animaniacs and, you know, and uh, they just completely wiped out Hello Nurse altogether. Which is which, disappointing because he was yeah. a good character. Yeah, right? it, like it was funny. Uh, but although you can still find, uh, w- which is funny because you can still find the, ori- I don't know if you can find the original Animaniacs anywhere. Is it on Hulu? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it all on Hulu. Hulu. I watched the whole thing. Okay, because I, I, I found Wacko's Wish. Yes. On Hulu, but I didn't find the other ones. Okay, so if the original Animaniacs, then I might want to go back and, and yeah, watch yeah, that. Yeah, so now. the original Animaniacs, Pinky in the Brain, and Pinky Almira in the Brain are all on Hulu. But there's no Freakazoid. Yeah, no it used Freakazoid, to be on yeah. Verve, but it's not anymore. Yeah, Bummer. right. Yep. No, I remember that. I remember. Mm-hmm. Although Freakazoid did just show up on Teen Titans Go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. To say watching the Animaniacs the actually made it so I went back and rewatched the entirety of the first one too. Is that right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I did as well. Um, I don't. I don't got Hulu, so I can't do that. <laughs> speaking of uh, of Teen Titans Go, though, uh, uh, HBO Max just released the latest in the Teen Titans Go movie series, which was Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans. Um, so they they combine the universes of Teen Titans Go characters and the original Teen Titans from 2003, um, and uh, it it's good. Like it's surprisingly, uh, shockingly, really good. Yeah, well, uh, there are some cringe parts to it. I but don't, for the most part, it is good. Yeah, I don't know if I would say it's good. If if anything, if anything, I think what that movie proved was that they can never bring back. Teen Titans like the way yeah. it was because right. even even the Teen Titans characters the the 2003 Teen Titans characters were flash animated yep and it's because nobody wants to hand draw anything anymore everything has to be cheap like you have to do everything cheaply and the reason why Thundercats 2011 Teen Titans uh even the animated series of DC of all the DC universe stuff mm-hmm reason why that those are all gone is because you can't flash animate them and and do it puppet puppetry animation and do it digitally and do it lazily because it's too expensive which is garbage you know the reason the the way you get good cartoons is by paying out for them but you know and and, i agree and so that so that teen titans versus teen titans go was like one of those like nails in the coffin for me where it's just like wow even the teen titans are puppetry flash animated like no thanks I'm listen done. i know but i still really enjoyed it like i i legitimately and like enjoyed it to a point where i would recommend it to other people uh that that i will stand on yeah i mean i've i've seen but we watched it together didn't we i don't think so like i think i saw it, it on tv like when i was home by myself one day because we time. watched it we watched it forever ago not when it was on HBO Max. Like I watched it when it was released. It was on TV. Yeah. It was yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I, I watched that with you. I feel mm-hmm. like that I saw it and I was like, "Hey, it's playing again." And you and you like DVR'd it for oh, one day. Yeah, I think you're right. I I think you're right. Yeah. 
they added in a multiverse element too that brought in like every iteration of the Teen Titans, which I yeah. thought was really clever. You know, a clever overlay because you know they every uh, era, like even the Marv Wolfman and George Perez Teen Titans were in there. the The nineteen sixties cartoon version of the Teen Titans was was there, and like, yeah, it's and then they had some made up versions of of Teen Star Titans Marvel. as well poofed out hair yeah <laughs> i liked i thought it was good i thought it was funny i thought it had some some really good quality humor like that you get from teen titans go from it so yeah i liked it we should uh we should discuss best and worst video games yes sure i'll tell you the best video game that i played this year so far well one of them anyways uh streets of rage 4 oh man streets of rage 4 is awesome dude <laughs> The game. So uh, for those of you, I, I think everybody here knows our history uh, when I say our and mine and Andrew's game. But um, but it's our history with with video games is that the first video game we ever played at three years old was Streets of Rage one on the Sega Genesis. And then Streets of Rage four drops. And uh, I bought it sometime last year when it when it was first released. But I didn't play it until I could play it with Andrew. So, so Jonathan got it for me for Christmas. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I got it as a Christmas gift for him, and we played, we beat it, we beat it in one sitting, like just played, played through it. Um, and man, like that game is so like they are the kings of it's the good. street brawler. Yeah, oh, it's man. good. It's so good. Animation, it's... characters, story. Yeah, people will argue that Final Fight is probably the best street brawler game, but. Nah, like in 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 my humble opinion, and that's even including that Streets of Rage two is a garbage game, and yep. Streets of Rage three is only okay because Streets of Rage one and Streets of Rage four are superior games. Like those are so good, mm-hmm. and and come at me if you're one of those people that's just like, no man, Streets of Rage two is the best one. You're dumb because that game is mechanically broken. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so aggressive! Yeah, man. Sounds like you're living in the streets of rage. You should, you should wait to you should wait to hear what he says when somebody says that Scott Pilgrim game is is the best street brawler game. Oh yeah, uh, what? It's a very good game, but it's not the best. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Are we talking about video games that came out this year or just in general? Uh, I guess probably video games that came out this year, or at least games that you played this year. Oh, okay. I got one. So, Evan, this is a shout-out to you as well. Remember PAX East last year when we reviewed that game together? Which Man one? Eater, which is yep. actually going to be a free PlayStation Plus game next month. You've got to be kidding me, because I actually paid for the game. <laughs> <laughs> I choke, choke on my saliva. <laughs> um, choke on your purchase. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I paid $30 for it. But no, overall, it's like the GTA of like being a shark. And I actually thoroughly enjoyed the game. I was looking forward to it. Yeah, I think this is I think this is our top game in our seed crew that we like to make fun of Greg for playing. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, Cyberpunk 2077 came out and I haven't bought it yet because I'm waiting for them to like update the game and I'm like, yeah, you know, it's overhyped. It's, I'm not a fan of games that are super overhyped. It's not, it's uh, good. No, I'm not saying like it's bad, but like, for me, it's like I kind of like those obscure games that nobody talks about. And I never heard anyone talk about Van Eater, but when I played the demo at PAX East 2019, I was like, I gotta get this game. <laughs> You're just an effing shark going around and kill people. Like, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. It was great. 
Great and Greg is playing the game going, man eater, do 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 I'm a big big guy. I, however, did get to play Cyberpunk. I, I was one of the day one purchases. Uh, and I was also one of the people that the game runs perfectly fine for me. Uh, because So here's my opinion on Cyberpunk. Uh, Cyberpunk should have never been released on consoles. Uh, it should have been a PC-exclusive game. Yep. and uh, But heaven forbid PC players get exclusive titles anymore uh, without console players, you know, crapping seven different colors of crap and being like, <laughs> how dare they? Um, and uh, so so they should have, what they should have done was they should have released Cyberpunk on PC first uh, and then on PC where it's the platform where it's most malleable at the time, you can patch it, you can fix all the bugs, you can find out everything that's going wrong while people can still actively play the game. And then like a year later, you release Cyberpunk on consoles when the old consoles get phased out and the new consoles are more stable in their hardware and software. Uh, and, and that way you get a patched version of what Cyberpunk is from the PC. Because a lot of people don't remember this, but when The Witcher 3 launched, The Witcher 3 launched the same exact way. Yeah, and, and The Witcher 3 wasn't good until a year after its launch when they had all the DLCs and all the expansion packs put into it. You know, it. I actually got shit on by people because I rated The Witcher 3 like an 8.6 out of 10. And they were like, how dare you not rate it a 10 out of 10? Yeah. Derek. When it was like, you... dude, like, oh. I remember when I played The Witcher 3, I lost hours of progress because my game refused to save. Yeah. Okay, so I like what you're going with there. I think that's a good direction, but instead of PC exclusive, I think it should be exclusive for the new KFC console. <laughs> oh my God, that's right. They made that. Wait, Which, so, no lie. That, that, it actually looks kind of dope. This is real, right? Yeah, is I this, think it legit yeah. is. KFC made a video game console and like you can actively like heat up chicken in the console and play it. Well, can it, it run warm. Doom? <laughs> I, if, if it runs Doom and it runs chicken, then I'll buy it. <laughs> Runs I think I read it runs up to 240 frames a second. I, I mean, don't I think so. <laughs> if it runs 240 frames a second, like Andrew and John know the most that I will be there, especially if it puts me food. <laughs> it, runs, it runs 240 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> see, see, here's the here's the problem. Is my computer is two years old at this point. I've had this computer for two, uh, probably actually over two years at this point. Mm-hmm. And my GPU is better than a PS5. It still is after two and a half years. Um, yeah, okay. uh, cause, cause I, I'm running a, I'm running a, a console or a PC with a, a GeForce NVIDIA graphics card, 1080 TI. And the newest ones that they have are the 380 or the 390s, 380s, the th- basically the 30 series of, of those. And nobody can get a, get a hold of them. But the PS5, the only thing it does better is like interlacing than, than, a, than a 1080 Ti. Because I was looking at the specs. Of, I was like, oh, okay, so they're planning on running Cyberpunk on a PS5. And here's what it looks like. And I'm hoping that my computer can at least look like that. And then so I so I go to this website that actually actively compares hardwares and GPUs, 
And lo and behold, my GPU outperformed the PS5. So I was like, man, I'm glad I have a PC. And that's why when people say, oh, PCs are too expensive. Like, I, I can't afford one right now. It's just like, well, you're going to put money into it because you're going to run something that's going to last you a long time. Like, and not to mention, you can buy almost every game you can possibly imagine. It's also insane as well to add to that point, like when it comes to GPU power. Mm-hmm. Because the new consoles can run like up to 120 FPS, and they're like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" And it's like, it's like PC's been there for like at least what three, four years already. Yeah. Now I've talked to these guys in the past, and I really want to hopefully get myself a gaming PC sometime in the near future because, um, not just you know for cyberpunk reasons, but because um, Subverse is finally coming out very soon, and I really want to. Pl- <laughs> Dude, like the behind it, I'm part of the uh, Discord for that. It's dope what they've been coming up with this game. Like, this is like a high end, like the most high end hentai game ever made, in my opinion. Jeez. Yeah. Oh. So, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw it out there that I also am on the Discord and I also contributed to the project. Um, mm-hmm. Not that I not that I plan on playing it, but because I like really wanted to throw my finger middle finger up to the uh, AAA gaming industry and just be like, here's ten dollars to this game that. Is probably that I want it to be better than a AAA title, like just and and make give. Dude, they made like two million dollars. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! You gave them ten dollars in hopes of giving them the middle finger, but like yeah, I just wanted to control the AAA, the AAA industry, yeah. the middle finger. Yeah, no, it the AAA gaming industry looks better than most. It- it, it, it honestly looks better than most AAA games. Yeah, so so because uh because I I contributed my ten dollars to the project, I actually still get all the dev diaries from Me the too. Kickstarter campaign. So and I read all the dev diaries just to see what they're up to, and I was like, man, this game's actually looking pretty dang good. Um, and I guess I guess they're planning on releasing the first chapter because they're going to release it chapter base. And like as as cha- new chapters come out, like your save product uh, progress is going to be continuous. Mm-hmm. Uh, is what they're saying. Yeah, and um, and I so I guess the the first one is gonna the first chapter is coming out uh, quarter one early quarter one. So it could come out in January or February. Mm-hmm. As soon as that is is when they're gonna start releasing Subverse, which is actually pretty impressive. What they- I find it really impressive is the fact that they had initially only planned to do like three or four chapters, but because of how much they made, they've expanded it to like twenty two. Twenty two. I think they said twenty two chapters. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> is there going to be like a VR version of this game? Because there has to be. For um, that. I don't think they say there, 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 there has to be someone who's going to do a mod version. Yeah, but I, I don't think I don't think there's there's an, there's an, any official VR talk at the moment. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so, yeah, that man, that's a wild conversation about oh. <laughs> An, ind- an indie game that they're just going to like, like they literally set out, we're going to make the best porn game ever made. And it's just like, wow, cyberpunk 2077. Look out. You've got some competitors. <laughs> Speaking of that, I that's, I've been reading like all the articles on the cyberpunk lawsuits and stuff, which I think are the most garbage things that I've ever read. Like, why would you ever do a class action lawsuit against a company that released a game that wasn't ready to be released, but the investors forced them to release the game? Like, cause that's, you know, that that's what happened. Like PlayStation, yeah. like PlayStation, yeah, so which the investors are pulling out now too. Well, that's just it is 
the the people who the people who forced them to release the game unfinished were the were people like PlayStation. And then and then so they get the PlayStation games on the PlayStation consoles and they run buggy and they don't work. And then PlayStation is like, we're suing you. And it's just like, but you literally told us to release the game or else you were, we were going to lose your money. Like that's it, PlayStation did the exact same thing to No Man's Sky. Yeah, the exact yeah. same thing. Yeah. Yeah. No Man's No Man's Sky. Like, cause, and No Man's Sky is a great game now. Yeah, yeah. By the way. Um, yeah. If anybody hasn't seen the Internet Historian YouTube video on No Man's Sky, you got to watch it because it puts you back into No Man's Sky corner. Like, yeah. oh, man, those guys work their butts off. Oh into... man, they were hard, probably some of the hardest working people. But that's why that's why in the current state that uh, Cyberpunk is in right now, I love Cyberpunk. I've put over forty hours into the game so far, and I'm not even like I'm probably about halfway done with the story mode because I've just been doing everything, and I love playing it. And being from Boston and having walked on the sidewalks of Boston and stuff, that's what it feels like walking on in just the sidewalks of Night City. Because Night City is so well designed. The only thing that's disappointing about it is you can't go into certain buildings of interest. Like some some of the buildings they've created in the game are so interesting. Like there's like a round one of dream of, of brain dances. And I was like, I want to go inside that building, but of course there's no entrance to the building. So it's like when you're walking around in Yakuza and any of the Yakuza games, you're like, I want to go in there. You can't. I would assume so, yeah. But but the like sure it's buggy and sure the driving is a little nutty and sure the car damage looks like crap and sure but i love the combat i love the characters i love the story um the character creation is wicked cool uh your like the character progression feels nice like my character is built to be a, a gunslinger right so i've leveled up my character and i've pumped every single one of my stats into handguns so that literally I am just the best with handguns and I get all the critical damage possible. Plus I've specced into my cool feet, which also increases my critical damage. So literally every single time I fire a gun, it's like, if I get a headshot, I do 15,000 damage. It's just like critical hit, critical hit, critical hit. Like you can, you, you just, people just have to realize that this is not a first person shooter GTA. That's not what cyberpunk is. And a lot of people are expecting that. This is an RPG. This is a true and blue RPG where you have to understand what character leveling means. You have to min-max, or you don't have to min-max, but but min-maxing is a is a good route to go. Like where you don't you can't be a jack of all trades because when you get to level 50, you can't spec out of level 50 anymore. So you actually have to focus on certain skills, or else you're gonna miss out on, on major skills. Uh so being an RPG player, I understand these things. And the game is great. I'm having a great time with it. But I just think they should have waited on console release and just released it on PC. They would have gotten way less flack for it. Mm. So. Games. Yay. Oh, Yay. also Doom Eternal came out this year. And it was great. I just I still haven't finished it, but it was cool. So. <laughs> I it, and, it's, and it's just as good at the end as it was at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, one Doom game- Eternal... Doom, Doom 2016 is still the the uh, the superior Doom game in my opinion, but Doom Eternal is still good. You were complaining earlier about uh, game exclu- exclusivity uh, yeah. on consoles. I wish they would bring like, and I don't know how you guys feel, but like the God of War series from Sony over to PC. Yeah, I, I don't would... give a crap about God of War. Fair enough. I would kill the play <laughs> on PC. Um, well, download an emulator. 
and play it. Oh wait, uh, well, PS2 PS2 emulators are actually pretty tough to get, unfortunately. Yeah. So what um, about um what about our love for Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout? I've only played fun. like one or two yeah. matches of it. Yeah, it yeah. was fun for a while, but just like any other battle royale game, battle royale games burn out quick. Like they're fun mm. for the novelty, and then they kind of go away. Yeah. I've honestly um, been putting a lot more time into Genshin Impact than, than Fall Guys is A's. I've actually been liking it. I'm, your free shiny spyware. <laughs> wow. I haven't paid a single penny for that game. Thank you very much. Yeah, but I, I know it's free. That's what I said. Free shiny spyware. <laughs> uh, like you just all you have to do is give them your email address and your passwords, and then and then you, I actually you have Genshin. not given any of that to to. Meal. I don't even have it. Like I'm I'm poking fun, of course, because I also have Genshin Impact on my computer. I've only made it to like level six, but it, I, I played it once. But it was fun. Yeah, I'm enjoying my time with that game. A lot of people well, are, and that's why everybody's making these Breath of the Wild clones. So, like after Breath of the Wild came out, everybody started making. You know, Genshin Impact came out. This uh, uh, what is it? Immortals Phoenix Rising came out, which is also kind of like a Breath of the Wild clone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing because, you know, when after Dark Souls or De- after Demon Souls came out, everybody started making demons and roguelikes and uh, va- and uh, Metroidvanias. And basically, it's just a new genre, which is like the Breath of the Wild genre, which is weird because open world has always existed. But this is like a specific version of sandboxing, which is Breath of the Wild. Yeah, which is so... Um, I've actually been having more fun with Genshin Impact than I've ever had with Breath of the Wild, to be honest with you. Huh. I don't know what it is about, um, I don't know what it is about, about Breath of the Wild that, I think there's just, there are too many mechanics in Breath of the Wild that made everything feel like too much of a chore for me in some parts. Sure. Whereas within Genshin Impact, I've, it's so easy to, to do stuff and get everything done Without feeling like you gotta go do A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. And then you gotta collect all the waifus. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no, there, can't collect waifus in, in Legend of Zelda because there's only one. Yeah. That is true. That is true. It's the only one you need. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Princess Ruda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it was Navi. No, I thought it was, I thought it was Mifa. Mm hmm. <laughs> Wait, is Navi considered a girl? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Did, did anyone get to play Carry On this year? No, but I know you did, and the game looks like a freaking blast. It is. It's a being able to play like a tentacle monster in a Metroidvania style kind of game, and it's basically Legend of the Overfiend, the video game, but like M rated, not adults only rated. <laughs> Shut up. What was that? <laughs> Sorry. This stupid thing kept coming up on my phone. My apologies. I'm it's just going okay. myself real quick. Alexa, what? play Desposito. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, gotcha. My mic was muted. <laughs> oh, thank, thank God I have my headphones on. Because if you had said that, Andrew, mine would have gone off. <laughs> but Carry On was great. Paper Beast, I think is the one that really stands out the most as something that I would call my game of the year. It was a virtual game where you travel through this mysterious world where like the animals are made out of like 
paper and sticks and everything like that. And some of the same guy who created the game Another World or Out of This World, as some people might refer it to as. I, I vaguely remember that game. So the whole, the game itself it lets it makes you like explore and try to figure out how to get things done, but so in a way that it's charming and relaxing and. There are parts of this game where you just feel truly immersed in the virtual environment that you do forget that you're in a virtual environment. It is is out of this out of this world fantastic. Um, Hubble for Beast, yeah, Paper Beast. Hmm. Okay. I, I think it's a PlayStation VR exclusive. I don't know if they made it for. Um, it, it might be for Oculus now. I, I have to double check on that. Um. What about terrible video games? What's the worst game you played this year? Oh, well, so this game didn't come out this year, but uh, I, I finally played it this year because I released it for like 11 bucks. So I was like, oh, 11 bucks. That sounds pretty good. Was uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. <laughs> uh, so so I started playing because it, it, it literally has every single kind of mechanic in a fantasy adventure video game that I should like. Yeah, And then I started playing it and I was like, wow, I cannot believe how much I hate this right now. And it's the, it's the only game I've ever bought on Steam and returned. Wow. Yeah. So, so no, I had the same experience because I had gotten that game for Christmas a couple of years ago when, for PlayStation 4. And I played like the first hour of it and I was like, I'm done. This is stupid. Yeah, like I didn't feel connected to my like because usually when you create a character, mm-hmm. like you feel connected to them. Like in 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 Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, you create your character and then you hardly get to see their face because most of the game is in first person mode. But I felt more connected to V in in Cyberpunk than I felt connected a connection to this character that I spent time to build this awesome Viking fighter character. And I, cause I just didn't care. Like I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, like the plight felt too big and like, it was like, Oh, interdimensional demons are coming through the portal and you have the magic thing on your hand. It was like, you have you, only, you can fix it. And I was like, wow, that feels really shoehorned. Yeah. And, then, and it, 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 and then you get into the open world sections and you're just like, there's way too much to explore here. And all these other maps that feel so useless to me that I just don't care. Yeah, that's that's exactly how I felt when I played Dragon Age Inquisition many years back. It was just like there's there's too much here that I have to focus on that it takes any sort of enjoyment out of actually playing the game. Yeah, so uh uh not to mention I wasn't attracted to any of the female characters that you could romance. Like I yeah. was just like, ugh, gross. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of EA, characters that are, had good games this year, yeah, because because EA has this thing about no, no, no pretty women ever. We can't make pretty women anymore because feminism or whatever, and uh, uh, and so, uh, yeah, I, I that that was unfortunately I don't think I played any games that were released in 2020 that were bad. I just played that this year because it was cheap, and even even it was even though it was cheap, I was like, I'm not keeping this. <laughs> on my computer. Um, did anybody play Among Us? Did, did yeah, play I played Among a few times. Course, bro. <laughs> we that were so close. We were game. so close to filling up our ten our ten person slot. We so. only can get like seven or eight people, and it's really annoying. It's like we need ten. <laughs> oh, 
Uh, a game to add to the list of what I hated playing this year, and I know Andrew's going to roll his eyes because I only played it for maybe 30 minutes or so before I got sick of it, was Elite Dangerous. <laughs> oh, well, I, I haven't even played it myself yet. so I Right, but uh, Will and Seth, like some of our other mutual friends, were kind of like, would you say it was like some sort of RPG or like realistic driving ship game or whatever? And I was like, it is just too hard to steer the freaking ship. Like, how am I supposed to play the game? Like, it's I not cannot a, stabilize it. It's not a game for normies. It's it's a game. It's a game for for people who want to do re- that. Want to be yeah, out like in space. really like trans transporting cargo through a ma- uh, through their sci fi spaceship in a realistic way. I'm glad you're calling me a normie. I guess I'll accept that title with a crown. Well, I mean, I again, I haven't played it yet. I don't even know if I like it. Like, I, I, I can't imagine that I might like a space flying simulator. I don't know. I just don't know. That, I um, yeah. yeah. I I also played a game that came out a long time ago, but um, but I, I got it this year, and I got it on a Steam sale, and then I returned it immediately, which was Sunset Overdrive. Um, no, so no, actually, the game's amazing. I really like the game. It's fun and it's comical, humorous. But there's a game baking, uh, breaking bug that when you save your game, it crashes. So um, I, I can't. It, the game's actually the the port to the PC on Steam is actually unplayable. It's literally unplayable. How um, funny that! How funny that a PC port gets an unplayable port from consoles, and nobody cares. Oh my gosh, so weird. <laughs> well, you know, people did care when Gotham Knight was unplayable on the PC. That's true. Um, let me tell you about my my number one game of the year, though, which you're all going to be so surprised. Tetris Nine Nine. Tetris. <laughs> no, it's uh, Tetris Effect. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, Tetris Effect. Uh, and the reason why I got it this year, it's on the EA store. I got it for ten bucks um, through all like the Christmas deals and, and discounts and stuff like that. But um, if you haven't played Tetris Effect, it's you create. So every time you drop a block or turn something, um, it creates a music note, and uh, you play music by dropping blocks in Tetris, and then it plays a, a song in the background. Depending on how many lines you've burned, it progresses in the song. And so when you get to the end of the song, you get to the end of the level. Um, And I bought it this year because um, so Tetris Connected came out on the Xbox uh, exclusively and it's being released for free on the uh, Epic Store version in summer 2021. So I bought it for the PC and like it's it's so it's like it puts you in a state of Zen um, when you play it because it is so entrancing. Um, and it's, it's legitimately, and you can play it in VR too. Um, but it's legitimately the best iteration. (laughs) Yeah. It's legitimately the best iteration of modern Tetris that I've played. And, uh, and even Tetris connected for the Xbox right now. And soon you're going to be, this has a, um, classic Tetris world championship mode in it so that it actually has classic NES Tetris in a competitive version on the new version that comes out. So they're bringing back classic Tetris in Tetris effect. So this is officially the best version of Tetris that's ever been released. Nice. Buy it. (laughs) (laughs) And for the first time, I actually got to stream Tetris and all of my gaming friends got to watch me play how I play Tetris. And everybody's like, 
oh my god he you look like a professional playing and you're like i'm not even close and i'm like dude you're just like yeah john john is john's pretty good with them smashing blocks capitals just signed chara no yeah sorry to mean to get distracted dude but dude I know this. Is, I know this is an unedited podcast, but I I don't understand if people understand how earth shattering that is to us. Well, and especially to me, because the Washington Capitals is my second favorite team. So like, there's the Bruins that Char is not on anymore, and that I love watching the Washington Capitals. So, oh and they just God. traded away your second favorite player. Yeah, like they just, <laughs> they just traded away my player to the other team that I like to watch, but it's not the Bruins. Oh no. The only good news for me is that we finally get to see Bergeron with a C on his jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Well deserved. Cam Neely's going to have to hit the ice again in order to take up that spot. (laughs) (laughs) Can he? (laughs) Hey, they put put Jaeger on the ice. (laughs) Jaeger? (laughs) Jeremy Jaeger. Should we wrap up? By the way, I feel like this is a good. We probably spot. should. We've yeah. been doing this. we've been doing this for about two hours now. So I have dinner plans. Are we <laughs> yeah, over at my house. <laughs> Are we going to tell Greg that we're wrapping up? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I don't know. Greg, Just, we yeah. can't see you anymore. We lost Greg's film uh, footage. You guys won't see this, but but we know we know Greg we know Greg disappeared. Oh yeah, this was this was good to do again. But I'm hoping oh, I'm. Yeah. If you're if you're listening to this uh, recording right now as it's being released, um, this should only be a couple of days from when we recorded it. So you all should uh, be be pretty up to date and recent with us. And I hope that for those of you who are looking forward to this podcast are uh, looking forward to uh, talking about it or uh, looking forward to, you know, listening to it. And we will try to do more of these, but um, we're still... Yeah. officially on hiatus just so but, that you don't get your hopes up <laughs> yeah but this this was our year in per, our, our instead of doing the the wikis we wanted to do an end of year show with us for you guys specifically uh just to kind of catch up what was our year like what did we do what kind of entertainment did we watch did we watch any anime no uh I evan, did. <laughs> yeah evan did which evan's still the only some, one officially employed somebody has to yeah oh there's there's greg <sighs> Like it's it's funny because the one time like I try to do a podcast with you guys, like my phone never blows up, and then like throughout the episode, I've been getting calls and texts, and I'm like, now, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so please fill me in. Really We're fun. wrapping up. We're wrapping Excellent. up. Okay. So, um, anybody have any last parting words to say before we we finish up? Well, this has been a stressful year for a lot of people. Um, and I just want to say, hang in there, everybody. Look, hopefully, within the next you know year or so, it's going to come to an end, and let's yeah, have a bright twenty twenty one. I know. I want to experience a Sabaton concert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, freaking Greg. I, 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 I introduced him to power metal. I introduced him to power metal this year, and and he's just like, oh, look, Sabaton is awesome. I was like, remember when I invited you like literally a year ago yeah. to come to the Sabaton concert with us, and you were like, no. He's just like, I know. I'm sad now. because i fell in love with like i forget which album specifically had a lot of songs i loved but man fields of redone let's go so that's great war yeah 
Which they are working on a new one right now. Yeah, there's a new album coming out in 2021. Excellent. (laughs) Yeah. We got to pull Derek into the power metal, too. Come on, Derek. Join us. Rock on, brother. (laughs) So um, we'll spare everybody... We'll spare everybody the uh, shameless plugs at the end of of the recording because I'm pretty sure everybody who's listening has been listening to us only for a long time. Like however, I will, however, I will pitch Solarian Sun. B3P.com. <laughs> so if you go to Solarian Sun, uh, go to SolarianSun.com to read the, to read my comic for free, and then of course you can hit up hit me up on Facebook at AFLM and Instagram at AFLM Art and my Patreon page slash AFLM to subscribe and get dude. I'm over a hundred pages ahead of the free stuff. So if you guys, if you guys want a subscription based service, that's super worth it. And you want to support me and my webcomic as an artist. If you go to, if you go to patreon.com slash AFLM, you get a hundred plus pages of new stuff. Also the story is getting really good too. So it's, I think after chapter six may like hit the nail on the coffin of, of making it really a good time to, to jump on board to the rest of the comic. And this is, I know this is a little bias coming from myself, but I am a heavy supporter of the comic, not only because my brother is making it, but because it's really good. Well, well, we finally broken out of the, we finally broken out of the intro arc. So now the story and the universe and the world are now introduced to us between chapters zero and six. So now we're in, now I'm on chapter eight and we're being introduced to new characters. We're being introduced to uh, basically the continuing story ahead of us as we try to fight the evil that is Kristoff. So mm. let's and go. Gurgling stomachs. Yeah. yeah, no, no gurgling stomachs, which is an inside joke now that <laughs> none of you understand, but we are laughing about it, haha, because it's great. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I know, I know, twenty twenty has been very crazy outside the world, but there's some things that this year I have accomplished that I never thought I would not only be able to do, but also enjoy doing. Like I'm now teaching English to Japanese students online, which, which may, which will hopefully lead to this coming summer, me going to Japan to teach English over the summertime. Wow. In person. That's Where, been your dream what, for a long time, Evan. That's great. What part of Japan and when? Um, so it's a part of Japan, a small area called Mino, which is near um, Nagoya. And would okay. probably be either July or August. Okay. Because cool. I also might be going to Japan to teach comics, uh, to, to teach comic books in Osaka, Japan in June around the around the time of the Olympics. Damn. All right. Wow, they're still know more about that. Okay. Yeah, the the plan is the plan is for them to do the Olympics in 2021, the summer of 2021. All right. So, yeah. um, my accomplishments include finally getting past 2500 hours in Skyrim. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> God, Dude, bro. no, 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 no. You became the manager of the store for at least two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it was three weeks. <laughs> I and now he's back and he's like, if you wanted salary, how much do you think you should get? I'm like, oh, we're having this conversation? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Yeah. There you go. It's a good conversation. Uh, enough to let me live comfortably. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know. How much does Starbucks have? <laughs> <laughs> One trillion dollars. Yeah. 
Speaking of which, I have been watching all the old um, James Bond movies on YouTube movies for free. Apparently, for like, I didn't know if they were on there. So I started like right from the beginning. I just finished Goldfinger. So next one is Doctor No, Thunder something, Thunder Thunderball, Thunderball. Yes. Oh really? I thought it was uh, from Russia with Love. Afterwards, that was the second one, I think. Second, Uh, Doctor No was the first James Bond movie. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Very good. Yeah. So, I got that going for me. And I might be doing a little bit more with Shaw Boston in their future. The live stream that I did for there, uh, for Re at during the beginning of December was seen as a very big success. And the Shaw Boston president was saying that hopefully we could do more of that in the future. So I never dreamt of actually hosting an official event for Shaw Boston. And for the people there to say that I did a great job with that really meant a lot as someone who has a lot of social anxiety and nervousness when he's doing live stuff. So um, I'm so grateful to actually have a lot of these opportunities happening for me right now. So good for you, man. Yeah. See, 2020 is a great year. We just Mm got to, you just got to, you just got to pick those silver linings. Mm -hmm. And I think I have plenty of silver linings to pick from. Hell yeah. Good. Good. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to us. And I'm glad that for those of you who did return to listen, returned at all. (laughs) (laughs) You'll see us online. I'm sure we're not 2021. We're not out of here completely. So, uh, so enjoy your 2021 and uh, we'll, we'll, you'll, you'll hear from us. You'll, you will. You'll You'll hear from us. You'll hear from us. You will. We got, we got your number. So we'll call you. Yeah, but oh, but but you but you can call us. You can call us. It's fine. You guys, you guys can you guys find us on the internet everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, we'll keep you as a reference. <laughs> we can answer if you want to find us. Just message us. We're around. Yeah. All right, y'all. Time to sign off the only way we know how. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. bye. Stop that, girl. I have to. It's unedited. Yeah. Well, I thought this is great, like doing some sort of robot. Oh, we gotta release the video of this as well. No. <laughs> they would just be like, if they watch the video, it's like, oh, four faces and Andrew's hand for two hours. Yeah, I'm drawing, bro. You can kind of see it. Yeah, it's lines. a lot of white exposure. If that's the or yeah. yeah, I can't even see it. No, that's fine. By the way, I'm glad I finally get to see you using your cam. I'm so happy, and I don't even get to see your face. Yeah, and it didn't crash. Yeah, I, I love Zoom. I love that Google Hangout doesn't crash. That is my favorite like part that. of Google Hangout because <laughs> Zoom is also our. Chinese spyware. It was spyware that we all just willingly installed. So. And TikTok. And TikTok. Yep. Tick- like, so much Chinese spyware this year. It's so great. It's all for free. Like, who would have thought? It's like, oh, man, we just collect all of it. Do you have the complete set? Tech t- TikTok, Genshin Impact, Zoom. Second that's thing that's viral from China this year. <laughs> oh, that's awful. <laughs> 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.